Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, Ghostbusters fans, and welcome to, I don't know, the Upside Down. Where the hell are we right now? Um, hey, it's March 23rd, and this is the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, how this whole thing is going to be affecting the theatrical uh, movie-going experience, what that means for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, and then we have a little bit of a tribute to Max von Sydow, uh, which we uh, promised last week. It's at the tail end of the episode. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keyboard? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Yeah, well, I, I mean, we might as well talk about what's going on. Like, it's it'd be it'd be like somebody drops a a, a nuke, and you and I are like, "Hey, did you see the new Kenner line?" Like, yeah. it's just it's fine. I like even last week we tried, it. and we had some stuff that was sort of backed up, and we were able to to you know uh, talk about. But uh, yeah. this this week it was just like I I looked at I looked at my computer. I tried to start writing the rundown, and I was like. I got nothing. You want to do a mixtape? Like, <laughs> Which I will do. do. So tune in at the end for my little homage to Max von Sydow. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, as promised. We, we did say let's put that back and I'll, I'll put something together. But yeah, uh, yeah it's... Um, well, I mean, for starters, if you're listening to this, you're probably vaguely in touch with Ghostbusters communities on social media and all that. And all it is is it's just people sitting around going... I'm now laid off. I'm now at home. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Um, yeah, I own a restaurant. I work in a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, uh, it, it, every, I mean, what's what's been really great about this is you see the people that have had to step up, you know, our grocery store workers and delivery yeah. and mail and all of the infrastructural people that are just, you know, going and doing it. And then all of us, you know, uh, schlubs that work in offices uh, with open yeah. floor plans that, <laughs> like... All of you, go home. We don't want you to come to work. Uh, and there's this incredible balancing act of keeping things. It's 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 trying to keep to put it in fast food terms. It's trying to keep the hot side hot and the cool side cool. Yeah, um, that made it's no like sense. A don't it's like don't, a thermos. Don't smile and nod. That How does was it absolute do that? nonsense. I put. <laughs> um, but essentially, it's like governments everywhere going. This is very should be treated very seriously, but don't. It, it's like it's the best of times, it's the worst of times. Yeah, it's the oh my god and the please calm down. It's the everybody stay home and please those of you that are slightly more critical to society don't stay home and like just it's it's a lot. It's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. And then you know the the one thing that I knew that we could kind of talk about is that it's just it's affecting everything from top to bottom. Obviously, you know, from everybody's individual yep. daily lives to uh, you know how corporations yeah. are being run, or if they're completely shutting down, or you know the and, the one thing yeah. is like okay, movie theaters have shut down. Well, we had releases that were scheduled for this week, or we released something two weeks ago that we were still uh, yep. counting on box office for. Uh, let's put it on. Video on demand, or you know, Disney yeah. Plus, my well, employer. Uh, hey, Frozen Two just came out on video. You know what? Let's put it up on the streaming platform. For that everybody. all. Um, that all is 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 slightly. Un- There's a lot of slightly unnerving changes that are very easy to to observe. But the one we all need to pay very close attention to is those of us that have birthdays right now, because this is complete bull. Crap! I'm <laughs> on behalf of myself and Ryan. No being Dole. able to celebrate, yeah. Ryan's is the day before mine, and he and I are sitting around going, "I'm just gonna eat a whole cake by myself." Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. Birthdays I'm born on March 25th. That is Waffle Day in Denmark, and when I uh, was working with a Swedish publisher, I discovered that one of the women that worked there. 
birthday is March 25th, and she was the one that mentioned Waffle Day. I thought that was fantastic. So every every year since then, we just send one another Happy Waffle Day. <laughs> <laughs> and this time, I was posting things like the little six-year-old girl that wrote the note to the coronavirus. Dear coronavirus, oh, you destroyed that. my yeah. birthday. The you F are the word. F word. Yeah, that was funny. That was <laughs> so really she, she sent me a little message with there's there was a book about Waffle Pals or something like that. And, that was, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, if Waffle Pals forever. I was like, may your isolation cake be delicious and whatever movie you're watching be good because that's all we're getting this oh, year. Man. Yeah. Although, you know who cheated? Dustin hmm. Milne of the Alberta Ghostbusters, hmm. uh, who managed to bacchanal himself through an entire day of birthday. And then, yeah, the next day it was like, and we'll sh- and now we shut down the world. So, you know, bully for him. <laughs> no, sorry. I meant to say happy birthday, Dustin. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. You want to talk movies? I actually feel that this is going to have an impact I, no matter how things shake out. I Yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of what I was getting toward is, you know, we, we can yeah. kind of circumnavigate back to Ghostbusters here because it feels like... I, I very casually put up on Twitter, like, when do you think things are going to get back to normal? Because I, uh, none of us have any idea, honestly. No. But um, if if everything starts ramping back up and say May, June, hey, we're back to 100% by June, that's uh, a month before our uh, long-awaited Ghostbusters Afterlife film comes out. Is there a delay? Do they, uh, what do they do to sort of, because uh, they can't have yeah. a full marketing campaign because nobody's working at the moment. All nobody's the entertainment industry it. people have been sent home. So the the movies can't be locked. I mean, as we saw talked about last week, there's probably still some music and recording to be done. There's final, you know, uh, yeah, sound uh, and mix lockdown, and mix, and all of those things, all of those places. Effects, yeah, people have been told all the to effects, go home. Things. Um, I don't know. Do you want to pretend it's normal? Play the the news bit, and then we'll. We'll talk about it. <laughs> sure, let's pretend it's normal. Why not? <laughs> Here's the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. What do we What do we got in terms of news? Beer foghorn. There it is. Oh, that was the perfect opening note to uh, Great White North. I need <laughs> six more bottles. Quickly. All right. Don't, don't tell people who are currently rationing. I have nothing to drink. Um, really? Oh, dear. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Yeah, what, uh, what, what, what's on the news docket? I, I got nothing, so, but you obviously have something. What? Uh, that was what it, the movie talk. I actually movie honestly talk, yeah. think that no matter how... Thing, a lot of people were kind of like, oh, the movie is so far out, it's not going to be an issue. And I think what needs to be discussed is that this may take a lot longer than people think. I know a lot of people are like, this will be all over in two weeks. I'm like, nah, it's not going to be over in two weeks. And not only that, it's a virus that didn't, inf- you know, hasn't infected everybody, which means you could tamp it down and start powering things back up again. And all it takes is you know, one person to come in from the cold with it and it kind of starts all over again. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so, and then the flip side of the coin is, is even if it does end before the movie comes out, what has the pause been like and what happens when the, you know, the theater business starts back up again? Like all, cause somebody pointed out, um, that was a black widow is due to come out very, very shortly. And was pushed to, I don't even know when. I believe some, well, the last I heard, which is what brought this to mind, was the week before Ghostbusters, which now means all of a sudden a Disney Marvel movie launches the week before uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife starts, which, and then as you said, with what marketing behind it? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Bond. Bond went, you know what? We'll see you in December when we can crush everything at the box office. Goodbye. I mean, there is there. Uh, the upside to that is if you want the movie to remain shrouded in mystery, um, uh, nobody's cutting TV spots or finishing TV <laughs> spots or a second so, trailer or anything right now. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, Bill and Ted face the music. I know that uh, I think it was Alex Winter or maybe it was um, 
Yeah, actually, it was Alex Winter. I was going to say maybe it might have been Ed Solomon, but it was Alex Winter who said, yeah, we had a teaser trailer that was supposed to be coming out, but uh, obviously we couldn't finish certain elements because, you know, all of these people have been told to to go home. So, I I mean, yeah, it it helps Jason Reitman keep things under wraps for the most part. Um, But... Yeah, is there a world where they release this movie now in theaters and video on demand at the same time? Because it's kind of like the big worry, you know, Universal uh, kind of set the trend here, uh, putting Invisible Man. Yeah. uh, What was the other movie that they had? The uh, Uh, was it Bloodshot? Is that theirs? No, Bloodshot's not theirs, but it is Sony um, actually. Funny enough. Uh, Trolls, Isn't Trolls. Trolls one of that those? was the other one. Yeah, and there, was, there is a third one, which is I can't remember what it is. Now we had this discussion at the office. Uh, it is worth noting that the movies that come out right now, pre-May and post award season, not exactly like the mat. You know, the massive box office. They're not the ones that the the, the studios are like. And here's our you know, tentpole for the year. So, uh, well, sure. I mean, there are a few like Mulan, I know was one that was supposed to come out this week, I think, but, but yeah, but it's not but, like Disney said, we're putting it up on uh, video on demand. They've just said they're going to hold on to it until they figure it. out what to do with it. Yeah. Whereas universal, yeah. given the timing, how hard is it for them to do the math and go, what was the box office for this going to be anyways? Why don't we just experiment and well, see I think what that, happens? When... That exactly is it is, <laughs> you know, this is the sort of, um, you know, if, if you if you work in an office and you go out on a three week vacation and everybody realizes that they don't need you and then you come back from the vacation and they're like, oh, yeah, we already covered all your jobs. We got nothing for you. By the way, here's your pink slip. Um, yeah. Which I know. I mean, that's that's very crass. And I know that a lot of people have been dealt that card at the moment. So I, I don't mean yeah. that. But but, you know movie theaters have been on the decline. If you listen to the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, uh, they, they lament all of their favorite movie theaters having closed down. And, um, I I'm hoping that this doesn't just show some of the studios and the distributors and anybody involved that, you know, we don't have to do theatrical runs anymore. Let's just, let's just put it direct onto iTunes or voodoo or whatever, and have people pay 20 bucks and, yeah. And, and here, here's the really surreal part. As of January, like I live here in Vancouver. Vancouver has uh, the Rio Theater, yeah, which is basically the last of the single screen classic cinemas here, uh, and it, the rep cinemas. We and we lost some real corkers. Like the Ridge was, I saw what was it, uh, Kenneth Branagh's. Um, uh, Hamlet at that thing. Like it was oh, a yeah. massive, it, I think it was the only screen left in town that could do 70 millimeter. And anyways, developers just came in and, you know, built their condominiums on it. And it was, they, they actually named the building, the Ridge, but the theater's gone. Like oh, it's just, that's, that's the a, state of things, almost right? Insult like, to injury. Yeah. That it's exactly. Uh, yeah. But they, the, at the end of it, um, like in January, uh, uh, the woman who runs the Rio, Rachel. So, I mean, they they were up for like a weird rezoning stuff and or, you know, keeping the, you know, the property tax cover. They were in a real state and then they did a bunch of fundraising and Kevin Smith came and did like Q&A screening. Like they, they managed to save it and she still – and then after that, it was – Disney buys Fox and then immediately the, the Fox distribution reps are going, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show is basically the, we've canceled, we've canceled everything, can't screen those movies anymore. And so she was getting fairly desperate and now she's not exactly giddy, but in what she sees that a lot of us are wondering is, and somebody was like, oh my God, this must be terrible for you. She's like, not really, because this... (laughs) This 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 thing about video on demand for new movies, that's not a we're not one hundred percent about brand new movies and all that. We are some a different animal. Like this affects chain cinemas. Yeah. This might be you know this might be this might shift the balance a bit more uh, away from chain cinemas and into the homes, but it may also then kind of take pressure off of us rep theaters because we can keep doing our unique. Sure. Uh, Double people, headers yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. They'll want to go to a place like they'll the New Beverly to go, to go see it, X, Y, or Z movie. Yeah, 
Yeah. So that's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And you and I, you and I, what we, and I'm sure a lot of people listening are, what we're most weirded out by is <laughs> that may extend the life of these theaters just so long as we're still around because we're the last generation that enjoys the idea of getting together <laughs> with, you know, with yeah. theater popcorn watching a movie all together. Whereas the kids we're raising, they're just used to. Uh, yeah, uh, used to being isolated, but also broadcasting on TikTok or on TikTok Facebook Live or, or you yeah, know, or Instagram Live, all viewing over the place. parties like, with friends. Or I mean, yeah. maybe that's exactly it. Maybe it becomes viewing parties with friends uh, over you know going to the movie theater. It's it's sad because the one thing that I thought, and I think you shared the same thought that I had, was like. Oh man, we all have to be in our own little like bubbles now. I wish that drive-in theaters were still around <laughs> because I could just get in the car and go to car, the theater. Yeah. And I could see all the movies, and all right, we're self-isolating, and but I can yeah. also go see a movie. Um, I, uh, but the well, drive-in theater doesn't exist here anymore. Um, it does here. We have Langley uh, has the Twilight uh, Drive-in. It's the last here in uh, the Lower Mainland area. BC's managed to keep two or three screens, which is weird because the rest of them are uh, in the interior, which means in the wintertime, nothing. Even here, we don't typically get a lot of snow, if at all. But in the winter, it's just rained so much, it's not optimal for drive-in theaters. But this time, the weather's been so nice... It's the one time somebody put, uh, why is every every company I've ever bought anything from emailing me to tell me what the (laughs) COVID-19 plan is? um, And worse yet, I'm kind of more skeeved out by, uh, you know, there's a fine line between, uh, I say this as somebody who makes video games, it's like there's a fine line between us sitting here going, well, you know, you're at home if you have spare time. It's not even a matter of, the joke is not even a matter of buying more games. It's sometimes a matter of catching up with the ones you bought and haven't had a chance to play. So we're on the one side. The flip side is the people that they spin their product to, to, to the, you know, it's like, be more productive at home while, you know, coronavirus is like, oh, I hate you. Uh, cashing in. Yeah. Cashing in on it. And then yeah. in the middle of it, the Twilight sent out a very understated plate email going, uh... Yeah, we opened up for weekends, and we weren't going to open up during weekdays for at least another month or so, but we're going to start that now, and we're adding an extra movie every night, and just a reminder, you don't have to leave your car. <laughs> like it, was this, it was this very <laughs> gentle, we're here, and we're yeah. ideal for this situation. Think so. about this. Think about it hard, because it actually <laughs> might be advantageous for you. Yeah. And actually, I still live in the generation that I find drive-ins fun. I really enjoy drive-ins. So, I, and actually, I do, yeah, but... But yeah. but that's I mean is is the drive-in sort of like a precursor to the movie theater experience the big cineplexes um, yeah you know we're gonna see those now start to disappear and turn into I don't know yeah. spirit Halloween stores whatever because nothing can fill these big box stores that keep disappearing um, well so. see that's the see that's the thing drive-ins died because the cineplexes came in right like uh, drive-ins kind of worked. You know, they they shared a, a, a economic ecosystem with the older theaters. You know, like the ones we're talking about, like the Rio and uh, the Be- New Beverly. Well, yeah. the old Beverly, yeah, whatever you had, it was back you then. Had one one theater, maybe two screens or three yeah. screens if you were ambitious. Yeah, and then just sort of like malls killed the strip mall and the mom and pop corner store. Uh, Cineplex theaters showed up in the eighties there and just decimated them. Yeah. Um, and, but the thing is, is I don't know if they'll grow back, but it might extend the lifespan or it might actually encourage a, like if, if hypothetically this really badly impacts chain cinemas, this might actually leave a little opening where somebody goes like, cause remember the drive-ins that still exist are, um, they have a really unique, uh, economic model, which usually amounts to. Um, the plot of land they're on is not that expensive to hold on to in terms of, of property tax. Uh, they're showing, you know, they show, depending on how many screens they have, the screen shows a couple of movies a night and they sell a lot of, of concession snacks and upkeeping it is really simple because, 
you know, it's not, you have like the four people or so that are, you know, somebody doing tickets, four people running concessions. And then afterwards, those same people have locked up concessions and are wandering around, you know, picking up whatever's been dumped on the ground yeah. or somebody comes to do that day. It's not a big overhead. Plus, they do they rent out for you know weekend <laughs> the, f- the uh, flea markets the, the flea markets yeah. and all that like they yeah. actually it's like they're not going to get rich but they're like we can actually kind of keep a you know a work staff of ten people just trundling along and I'm I don't know like if more cineplexes die it might you know maybe yeah. I, who knows we might find in the next year that somebody goes we have a because the laser projectors went a long way to help keeping. Um, uh, you know, because the, the twilight, for example, upgraded, it had to, because all of a sudden movies, you weren't getting movies on, on film anymore. Uh, those laser projector or not the laser projectors, but the digital projectors, um, bright, like really yeah. bright. Um, make it look better know. than your 4k UHD TV that you have at home. Yeah. Um, and but, it's kind of, you know, I don't know. I mean, well, and maybe it also opens doors too, because I, I love the Alamo draft house that they opened up here in Los Angeles. I finally got to go to it. I don't know, whatever it was a month, month and a half ago, but maybe it was only like three weeks ago. I don't know. It seems like it's been forever <laughs> it's at this point. Little, yeah. It feels like forever. Um, but you know, the, the, the experiential, you know, you go to the movie, but you sit at the bar, you have a drink, uh, you browse the video store, you, uh, uh, grab some dinner while you're there. Like it becomes more of a, uh, a, a curated cultivated experience that's kind of geared yeah. specifically towards cinephiles or, you know, uh, pe- people who, yeah. you know, much the, the barcade, of course the eighties arcades have all disappeared, but, uh, the barcades have popped up all over the place because people love to a drink beer and B play uh, classic arcade games. So it all kind of makes sense, but yeah, um, I, you know, I, it's, it's sad and it's depressing cause I love the communal movie theater experience. Um, uh, you know, pre smartphones, I've got to be honest. I loved the, the yeah. communal movie theater experience, but, um, it, it's, everything is changing. I've, you know, and maybe it's just, you know, the result of being in uh, isolation now for whatever it's been three days, four days. Um, <laughs> where you just, yeah. you start to feel like, I don't know that I'm comfortable with this. I don't like the bubbles that we're putting around ourselves to begin with. Um, and yeah, well, it's, it's tough, but, but so what does, what does this all mean for Ghostbusters uh, to bring, <laughs> bring us back to it? Yeah. Uh, it, well, does, it was, the, I, does the release date move? Does this affect was, the box office of the film? What, what does this I, mean for the movie? I don't know. In my world, I am always like, move it to the start of October. <laughs> just like, you know, make it dominate Halloween. I don't know. Uh, but it, um, I mean, you and I did some sleight of hand here to have something to talk about that is, it, I mean, it's not inconsiderably about Ghostbusters, because, but unfortunately, it's just that, what are the answers right now? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. And um, this, this thing is, I think on your, your little poll, uh, most people thought things would start moving uh, back to normal at the end of April and, but almost half, uh, somewhere between over a third to a half, just under a half felt it would go into June, July, which is not. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was kind of the, the, the whole reasoning that I put that, that up. Yeah, you're right. I put, uh, first week of April, end of April, May or June. And then I put what's normal. I forget just because <laughs> I have yeah. no idea. But yeah, everybody kind of forty nine percent of the the people who who uh, voted on the poll put May or June. So yeah. if if you've got a movie that's supposed to release the first or the second week of July, like uh, or or even July fourth weekend, think about you know all of the the usual things that happen in the U- the U S on July fourth, uh, parades, uh, big gatherings of people to watch yeah. fireworks. Um, it's it's all probably still not going to happen. No, uh, um, and there's we haven't even posited any in between scenario, which is things like by June heading into July, maybe say just use the United States because I've seen the map. There's a lot of little red dots all over the place. Maybe by that point, with controls and measures, uh, areas are starting to go back to stable. And maybe then there's a discussion of turning things on, right? Like if you're, yeah. if you're still travel is limited, but you know, certain areas are starting to turn back on their restaurants and all that sort of thing. And there will be the discussion of, well, do we open up the movie theaters? At which point, you know, something like a company like Sony has to go, 
the Midwest is clear, that's not enough to open. Yeah, we need the more populated areas to help us with the box office. I mean, we live in a world where, see, here's the thing. Um, What's the what book was I reading? Just by the way, the film industry used to be like in the 40s and 50s and the 60s, maybe even a little bit to the 70s. Because which one was it? It wasn't Jaws. Who was it that pushed for the the? Oh, that's what it was. Uh, the guy we were that worked for Columbia that helped make Ghostbusters a, a big thing because early on with Jaws or something, he was the guy who the marketing guy that said open up across the country. He was the guy that that uh, built oh, that yeah, plan the, the, of the marketing. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name right now. He was the one that shifted everything away from here's whatever thirty prints, and it, they're going to move from market to market to market to market, which meant that first day it opened didn't mean anything really more than three months later when it made it to the other side of the country sort of thing. And if it was popular, it would just wash back and forth and the studios would take their cut. And somewhere along the line, it just shifted towards if we're launching everything at once, our cut that first weekend is mostly everything. And then after that, it drops. So if you open up like in the Midwest and Ghostbusters that first weekend, it's whatever they can get from there. And then by the time it opens, say what? three months later in California, a much bigger market there, you know, unless somehow they've, they've worked out a deal with the distributors going, it's the first weekend in whatever market up it opens up into, right? Like it just, and then of course we live in a world where, you know, some guy in his camera phone is right pirating yeah. in, you know, in Colorado to, for everybody that can't wait and california to watch and or or across the world too you know your big markets are still um uh china and uh most of europe the you know the uk uh everybody will still be kind of on their own startup reboot path um you know who who knows come july like what what of those markets will still be uh viable um I so think, at that point, does it yeah. go video on demand in some places, but it's in theaters in some places. And in some places. Thing is or, just so, or both. Yeah. My, my guess is that, for example, the Invisible Man is a, kind of fits that R-rated horror science fiction kind of demographic. Uh, and then there's Trolls, which is not exactly... It's not carrying like a, a tentpole movie's worth of budget on it. It's not a cheap movie to make by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not like however many hundreds of millions they pumped into Bond, right? Like so Yeah, and, and a kid's movie that, that theoretically you're gonna make all of your money on the home video anyway because so, it's kids. Yeah, um, this is a typical so. because remember at the end of the day they're like, Oh, you can get the movie for nineteen ninety nine. Well, that's well, here it'd be five bucks. What is it? That's a U.S. price, so I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to charge us twenty four ninety nine, which is when I go to iTunes, that's the big new release. No, you can't rent it yet. Price. <laughs> it's like the yeah twenty five bucks. Uh, twenty five bucks yeah. for you guys twenty. Whereas at a theater we pay thirteen ish bucks, fourteen bucks. Oh, yeah, on a matinee down here. Yeah, it's for a matinee uh, for you guys. 16, for us, that's, eighteen usually. Yeah, here. for us that's yeah. our, our our higher. So yeah. to give you some idea, they have that home video thing has. A, a, a slightly pumped up number. Normally, that's because they know that yes, a family, for example, is probably buying it to watch it, as opposed to four, you know, two adults and two kids tickets, sort of thing. Yeah. So that's why they're like, but it's also it was in the theater and now it's home video. So you know what? Put on eight bucks. It splits the difference. This is a first out the gate, and they're sticking to those numbers. So all of a sudden, that first week box office launch. It's going to be built around like this, this all in one $20 family price, right? Which, and it's an owned price too, because I think that's the, or no, did they say that that price you bought it, but then it was just it was for a limited, yeah, it was only 48, for hours. 48 hours or something like that. So it's, it's, do it's you, a higher you, priced rental. Um, higher price, it's a, a super high priced rental. It's like, and then you get, and then that's the other question. Everybody's like, and what does that do to the the purchase market after the fact, if people have paid 25 bucks, do you know what I mean? Like they're not going to pay another 20 bucks to own it. Yeah. To so own it what, are you, and what are you, what are you missing out on from the people 
who are usually just buying the Blu-ray or the, yeah. the, the video on demand, uh, or they'll for find in this. And, yeah, they'll find in this situation yeah. that the the video on de, like the home video in for that the the proper second release tanks. But all of a sudden, in an era where nothing you know purchases on physical media are going down, this time it spikes because they're like, dang it, it we're getting. <laughs> You know, we're not spending twenty five bucks again for the iTunes with maybe a couple extras. We're getting the we're getting the Blu Ray yeah. that comes with the DVD that the kids can watch in the back of the van, and you know what I mean. Like they'll be looking for the they're going to spend money again to get the movie. They're going to be looking for every erg of value they can get out of it. Well, and especially with the current situation, uh, and and knowing how you know we we were guilty of it as kids too. But kids want to just watch the same movie over and over and over and over again. So if you yeah. uh, buy Trolls, or I'm sorry, you rent Trolls for twenty bucks, and uh, they watch it over and over and over, and after forty eight hours, it's like I want to watch it again. <laughs> uh, well, do I pay another twenty bucks to rent it for forty eight hours, or do I wait and you know that's oh god, uh, it's just. I mean, maybe maybe what this will do is it it will bring back the sort of uh, blockbuster video local video store feel where it's like, well, I'm going to rent this for two days uh, and just watch yeah. the crap out of it, and then I'll be done I'm with telling, it. Um, I'm telling you right now, watch the entertainment news. Anybody that's writing an article that says they know what the answer is going to be, uh, ignore it. And then not only yeah. that, memorize their name so you can ignore them on all future articles because this is so convoluted. That, yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I feel weird even talking about it because there there is no roadmap there. There is literally no. no precedence for going back to our earlier conversation. There's no precedence for this. There's nothing that we can look to to be I'm like, the, well, this is I'm, how it went. I'm the precedent. <laughs> that's just, I'm the precedent. I can't. You lose stability. It's, you know, in, in something, in, in an instance like where we are right now, where all you want to do is just reach out and grab onto a rock for stability. Yeah. Uh, even Popular that culture is, kind is of supposed being to be. Upheaved. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right. Um, and that's the other thing is it's the rock we do have, which is at home, it's all um, diversified. Like, I'm not watching the same thing you're watching. So, what is our shared experience being stuck at home, right? Like, there isn't. There like, isn't. Yeah. This would would have been, and I, there is some merit. I don't think anybody will do it, but there is some merit to people saying things, like the people joking, like, now would be an ideal time for The Mandalorian season two, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not done. It's not, it hasn't even started, no, but you, no. they're right. What we need is, like, you know, a Stranger Things season four or something. Everybody is holding their breath, waiting for it that drops at the same time. Ah, so at least for that first yeah. week, we're all on the same page, even though we're not in the same space. So. And then you, you feel bad for a show like you know Westworld, which debuted uh, last week, where it, it had that that opportunity because all of a sudden, um, yeah. you know, everybody's is. Uh, is at home and and it doesn't capitalize on it and it doesn't have that shared experience. Um, well, but, I mean, Red Dwarf know. could do it in the UK, but they're not staying home. So <laughs> there you go. It's just it's a yeah. cock up everywhere. Ah oh, boy. Um, oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, so here's here's where we're at. Um, this is the <laughs> podcast for this week. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, it's. Yeah, I, I I encourage you all. I mean, the please hit up the voicemail. I know that because yeah. we're we're all homebound at the moment. Uh, everybody is on their phones. It seems like every five seconds. So everybody is keeping in touch via social media. And and you mentioned all of the the fan yeah. um, uh, channels and sites. And everybody is kind of congregating there. But um, hit up the voicemail. Um, you know, yeah. if, if you need to vent, uh, I think the time limit on our voicemail is three minutes call. It'll cut you off. Call back again. Uh, and just unload, use that, uh, voicemail as your therapy session. And maybe next week all we'll do is just play voicemails. Just do voicemails. Uh, do um, it multiple times because I'm pretty sure the most places the t I, they did here in Canada. I'm pretty sure they did in the states. They all waived uh, long distance charges. Oh, so that's true. If, if yeah. you've ever said to yourself, "I'd call," but that's but a long distance yeah, call. Yeah, it's a number in Rhode Island or whatever the Google Voice. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, is now is the perfect time to participate yeah. because uh, yeah. yeah, the the data charges, roaming charges, uh, data charges, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, drop drop us line. We're we're, we're we'll listening, talk. Seattle. What what can we do? What can we do for you? I'm listening. 
Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. YouTube. And Twitter accounts. Spent is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, I feel weird asking you for final thoughts this week. Is that bad? So many thoughts. <laughs> or do you like mean? Or do you mean? Or do you mean? Like, it sounds very epitaph. It also like, just like, sounds very yeah, because of the sort of uh, the doom and gloom <laughs> hanging over all of our. Well, Chris, do you have any final thoughts while I play near my God to thee? And I've spent two weeks listening to uh, my business partner come in and talk about the the you know the five more episodes of Blake seven. He, he, he went and he, by the end, he just wouldn't stop complaining. He's like, I like Blake seven. I remember it as a kid enjoying it, but man, by the end, he, he's like, this series shows why series started having showrunners because somebody needed to keep track of what stories were being told <laughs> he was just so and i i joked i was like i'm putting that uh, he's he's like there's 53 of them and i watched them all i'm like i'm putting that on your gravestone he watched all of blake seven um <laughs> yeah i don't my final thought is actually kind of a it's a it's a weird one because here's the thing the the <laughs> the 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 unexpected side effect of everything that's going on is I so my office the was between projects so uh, every the office was mostly empty anyways and since I'm less direct dev and more like office administration biz dev and all that I kept going in guys would be like you know what I think I'm just gonna you know coronavirus came along they're like I think I'll just stay home and I'm like all right stay home and I just have a I'm the boy in the bubble. I'm the boy in the business bubble because I have the office all to myself. You're isolated anyway. Yeah, what does it matter? So I just drive in, and um, what I instantly discovered is enough people are staying home that rush hour doesn't exist. Like, I'm driving to and from work at, you know, late night times. And I'm not speeding or anything. It's just, like, the the traffic is gone. So I've ended up with these weird little pockets of, of spare time and one of them because part of me thought people who listen to this may be vaguely interested but uh, 15 years ago myself and oh pardon me I got the hiccups now <laughs> it happens but the beer's getting to me a friend of uh, two friends of mine and myself and we, <laughs> we uh, I'm not kidding 15 years ago I'm looking at the files and they're, they're dated 2005 um started doing a regular weekly commentary for DVDs that I had that didn't have commentary tracks. We weren't the only ones. It's not like we were bright sparks that we were the only ones that thought of it. Other people were doing it too. It's just that, you know, at the time podcasting was just barely getting started. Um, oh God, this podcast was still a decade away. And, uh, Anyways, we did six of them, and then life kind of intruded, and I thought, oh, I guess that's it. Well, I, I've been meaning to dig them up, and not only did I dig them up, but I had like 15 years more experience with audacity and noise reduction and all this. And I'm actually, I haven't listened to everything we say. Uh, they are by no means safe for work. One, uh, uh, one of my buddies, Taylor... Uh, uh, gets pretty crude pretty fast and I know we we do tend to swear here and there but it's kind of fun so I was thinking I, I might actually uh, clean them up a bit you know update their um, ID3 album cover from you know 400 400 pixels uh, square to 1400 yeah. or whatever the minimum that Apple wants now and 
you know, run them through some filters to clean them up and um, ran them through Levelator because uh, literally we were three mics uh, running into three different <laughs> USB ports on a computer. Oh, like it was yeah. just, there was no mixing All going over the on. Place. Yeah. One person's too hot, another person's too low. So, yeah, just sort of tidying them all up. And, um, yeah, I guess that's my final thought is if, if people are looking for ridiculous stuff to kill time with, I we did, see if I can remember here, Red Dawn, Teen Wolf, Alien Nation, Strange Brew. Uh, speaking of Max von Sydow, yeah. that's four. What else? Red Dawn, Teen Wolf, Strange Brew. Alienation. Ba, 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 da, ba. I'm now trying to visually see them in my head here. Is, uh, oh, they live. And what was the sixth one? I can't quite remember. But anyways, it's just three. It's well, to be honest, it's like most of podcasting only 15 years ago. It's three idiots talking. <laughs> sounds familiar. Um, yeah. It sounds familiar. But anyways, I um, yeah, I don't want them to die. I but it's just they never had a good home. A couple of the nicer sounding ones I actually put up on riff tracks for a while and uh, they, whatever, they, it's not like they made any money or anything like that. Actually, the funny part is, is I went looking through my backups uh, and I found three of them and the first three I couldn't find, but they were the ones that were up on uh, riff tracks. So oh, literally, literally today <laughs> I paid, I paid, uh, I paid, uh, not Joel, but, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh boy, getting late, tired. Beer hitting, but um, was it Mike? Was it Mike Nelson? Mike, yeah, Mike yeah. Nelson started Rift Tracks. Yeah. So I paid Mike and the gang there like two bucks to get my own files. <laughs> back. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> um, thanks for the archival. Uh, it's worth yeah, it. So yeah. I set up, I set up, um, I set up a subdomain on Proton Charging today, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna build an RRS feed, and yeah, then I think I'll just throw them out to the nice. world. That's my final thought. Uh, if we're all killing time and trying not to think about horrible things, you might as well come listen to three idiots be idiots uh, from, you know, <laughs> simpler times when all we had was two wars in the Middle East to worry about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> different different worries. Uh, yeah. wait, so, so what are you going to put it up? What's the name uh, on it again? Oh, we called it Track Zero. Track Zero. There you go. Yeah. What I'll do actually is I'll uh, send you a snippet, the opening snippet, because my, at the time... Uh, my roommate Torrin was a voice guy and he recorded it. It sounds, the opening in particular sounds more professional than it has any right to, to sound like, uh, <laughs> so I will, I will send that to you. You can tack it on after this. We can, yeah. we can go out on that and, uh, yeah. And then I will on my proton charging social medias and the, our Twitters and all that. I'll, I'll, once the feed is out there, I'll throw it up for perfect. All right, well, uh, enjoy enjoy the snippet from Track Zero, and then after that, we'll see you all on the other side. Fleshy-headed mutant, are you friendly? No way, eh? Radiation has made me an enemy of civilization. Track Zero. Welcome to Track Zero, the show that takes all those DVDs without a proper commentary track and gives them what they deserve. Please take a moment to pop today's DVD into your player, or don't. But if you do, press play and then pause. You'll know it is time to start the movie when the chimes sound like this. And you'll know it is time for the chimes because you'll be warned. And now, where's my money? Hey, five bucks is five bucks. Have you been to Warriors and Wonders? Can be. Yeah, and? It's bad. Is it? Is it? Or, is yeah. it no, but they like, are they real? Or are they like, 440 Steel Rambo Blades? Replica. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Yeah. A lot of Bedazzler. 
Buffy? Yeah, they have, have the a, Buffy knives as well. Yeah, there, there's a place in Calgary at Northam Mall. Yeah. That had uh, it had all the, the like the, all the licensed Lord of the Rings swords, and they were amazing. Like they because I knew because I worked there at the mall, I could go and the guys like yeah here hold them and they were like perfect weight. They had some heft. Yeah, they were great. I mean, they're not they're obviously not sharpened. They no, can't. Right. But they were nice swords. You could sharpen them. Maybe. <laughs> and then it, you whittle it down, and it's just like a, it's just, a nub. It's, it's it's a letter envelope. It's like I'm thinking you could take the the whetstones and maybe give yourself a little bit of an edge to it. I think it has to be made a certain way to. Sharp and right. Usually they have to have an a edge yeah. at the time of creation. You can't. You can't. It doesn't matter. I guess if you took like a see, it was, yeah, it's a good thing you got more milk. Whole lot of milk. All right. Well. Uh, we all right. Re recording. Yeah, we are. Good day, eh? Uh, welcome to Track Zero. How's it going, eh? I'm all right. Chris. I'm Darcy. I'm Taylor, eh? And uh, what are we watching today? That's good. Our topic for today is uh, Strange Brew. Strange Brew. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Flawless. You call that an accomplishment? Somewhere behind granite battlements, beyond impenetrable gates, indoors, something evil is brewing. And it isn't Elsinore beer. Here, an unsuspecting Aris has become the innocent pawn of a diabolical genius. At his command, space-age super lasers that can incinerate an entire metropolis. An army of deadly hockey warriors. At his fingertips, lots of beer. Just one more test, and then we are ready for the world. What fool dares stand in his way? Good day, I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Welcome to our movie, eh? At last, television's Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis have just hit... ...the great white screen. These are the adventures of... Bob and Doug McKenzie. Strange Brew. That's private company business. Perhaps one of these would refresh your memory, eh? The gallant champions of truth. He's lying, all right. I don't need no machine to tell me that, eh? I didn't do it, I swear. It must be them. Justice. I think it's time the little lady and I had a chat. And the pursuit of bad guys. We will move towards Oktoberfest as planned. I can't believe it! He drank it all! I will not underestimate our little friends again. With Max Vancido. Shut up, shut up, shut up! Paul Dooley. You ordered him first, and he was already dead when I killed him. Lynn Griffin. I didn't have puke breath. I'd kiss you. And an all-star cast. Take off, you <laughs> You take off, you nut. <laughs> okay. Don't miss the biggest, the grandest, the first Mackenzie Brothers movie of all time. The Adventures of Bob and Doug Mackenzie. I'd like to thank the Academy. That's it. We're leaving, kid. Strange Brew. You hoser, they wanted to see our movie, now they're mad at them. Hey, cop, it's only a preview, eh? I didn't want to show them the best part. Okay, so that's our topic for today. So, good day. Who are you? Max has created a performance which is both profoundly complicated and sensitive. And it has a comedic element to it. It's one of the singularly great performances of his extraordinary career. It very rarely happens that I'm moved by a script, and this time I was. The fact that the renter is a silent character also made it more more interesting to me. How come you don't speak? 
Are your vocal cords damaged or something? Or did something scare you to death? Cool. I got to meet the legend and these actors who are brilliant at their job don't need to let people know how brilliant they are. They just embrace the moment. Are you there? Please pick, please pick up if you're there. No. There's one more message. What's great about him is his close-ups. He does these things that are amazing and unique and individual to the close-up. I don't say anything when you walk too slowly because you can't help it. And I don't say anything when you go to the bathroom three times an hour because I know you need to. But you could eat a little faster. Obviously, Max relished the role. You could make up situations on the day. And if Max understood, you know, all right, okay, I can do something here, he would just run with it. And he has the most extraordinary expressive face in the world. I didn't know who he was. And when I started working with him, I'm like, whoa, no wonder he's done so many great movies. He's really amazing. I didn't do anything different from the same part speaking. It's the same ideas every time. What I want to do is show what the character in that moment wants to do. With the great body of work that he's done over the years, Max is doing a performance which is unlike any other performance he's done in his career. And the fact that he has managed to find this huge range of emotions, I think people will just simply love him. The scourge of Carpathia, the sorrow of Moldavia, command you. Oh, command me, Lord. On a mountain of skulls in the castle of pain, I sat on a throne of blood. What was will be, what is will be no more. Now is the season of evil. Evil? Find me a child that I might live again. Yes, a child. A child. A child? A child. Oh, it won't be necessary to call before they arrive. Believe me, you'll know it. That'll be fine. Goodbye. My dreams are blood-soaked dark things filled with furious vengeance. I loathe you from the darkest spume of my craven boiling bowels. My scalding wrath shall pour out upon your tender soul. You win this round, Ghostbuster. Vigo the Carpathian will taste the blood of men again. I see the evil of the times to come. Three more faraway wars will come and they will tarnish even the undisputed glory of the first three. Over here. In the grand scheme, you all must realize these diversions mean nothing. I revealed my strategy to you, the only thing I can do would be to retreat. Go ahead. It's your turn. Why do you look so cheerful? That's my affair. As you wish. And now I capture your knight. Yes, indeed. So you do. Have you tricked me? That's right. <laughs> I'm afraid I have. And now I say check. What are you grinning at? Don't worry about that. Save your king instead. You're very arrogant, aren't you? 
I find our game amusing. It's your move. And hurry, I can't waste time. I realize you're very busy right now. But you must take time out for this unless you want to lose. Are you taking that couple through the forest tonight? The actors Joff and Mia. And their little boy. Why do you ask that? No reason. What? What? Did you touch anything except the chair? You're working for the company again. The desk? The lamp? Jesus, they took you back. Just for this. Flatwood. He's for the company. Why? I don't interest myself in why. I think more often in terms of when. Sometimes where. Always how much. I suspect it was about to become an embarrassment. As you are. So you're not finished. Pardon? Oh, no, I have no arrangement with the company concerning you. They didn't know you'd be here. I knew you'd be here. But didn't you send the mailman? That was a business arrangement with Atwood. Don't you see? about the girl. What about the girl? She was chosen how? By, by age? Her car? Appearance? At random. Chance. Really? Can I drop you? I'd like to go back to New York. You have not much future there. It would happen this way. You may be walking. Maybe the first sunny day of the spring. And a car will slow beside you. And a door will open. And someone you know, maybe even trust, will get out of the car. And he will smile, a becoming smile. But he will leave open the door of the car and offer to give you a lift. You seem to understand it all so well. What would you suggest? Personally, I prefer Europe. Europe? Yes. Well, the fact is, what I do is not a bad occupation. Someone is always willing to pay. I would find it tiring. Oh, no. It's quite restful. It's almost peaceful. No need to believe in either side, or any side. There is no cause. There's only yourself. The belief is in your own precision.
I was born in the United States, Joubert. I miss it when I'm away too long. I pity. I don't think so. Is it any trouble to drop me at the Union Station? Oh, no. Would be my pleasure. For that day. Emperor, as you are, perhaps it isn't wise for you to uh, associate too closely with us Atreides. On the contrary, I feel very comfortable here. Remember how precious water is here. It was a token of respect. Are you enlisting with us? You see through to the truth of a thing, sire. That means a dual alliance. He's in with the Emperor. A dual alliance? Yes. But not with the Emperor. The Fremen. Then let water be a bond between us. First day the killing began. Robert Redford, Faye Dunaway, three days of the Condor, 10.35 Eastern on the Superstation Sunday morning. I think it's getting warmer in here. I, I didn't notice anything. They're all juicy. All Hello, Ghostbusters. Now, we do not advise that you attempt to perform a Peruvian Type 5 exorcism on yourself. Mm-hmm. But listen, listen. Once you've tied yourself to the chair, it's very difficult to do that to the cat, even if you could catch it. You will know the torments of a million babies eaten alive in searing fire. Enough! If this were my castle, I'd have you strung up for that. Find me a child, that I may live again. Rivers of blood flow beneath us. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. I like to play with things a while before annihilation. Pathetic Earthlings! Who can save you now? Ah! Prepare her for our pleasure! 
Lost, Ming. Stop your attack on Earth and I'll spare your life. You pitiful fool. My life is not for any earthling to give or take. Your power's fading, Ming. May an army of demons devour you. I see the evil of the times to come. No flying cars ever. <laughs> Nobody ever listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> 